Make sense? The strength of image of, of image church will depend on the level of commitment of each leader in this room. Say this. Say vision church, vision church. is here, here to do work for God. Say, I'm committed to that work. Are you really committed to it? Are you really gonna get are you are you gonna get committed to it? All right. I, I, and I'm going to give you in, our, in the notes our mission statement because you got to know the why. Our mission statement is to connect real people to a life-changing God. How are you going to connect someone to a God you don't know? How, you, can't connect, you can't connect people to a life-changing God if he's not changing your life. He got to change your life. So you got to start praying and fasting and getting, getting, getting yourself in a position so that God can start changing you. Then you can connect people as you're being connected. If you're getting connected, then guess what? And you see visible change in your life, you're the biggest witness for this house. You're the biggest draw for this house. Why? Because if you were to see me some time ago, you ain't got to tell them it was a month. If you would have seen me, you ain't got to tell them it was a few days ago. But I see visible, I've seen visible changes like overnight in my life. You ain't got to tell them that. That's a part of the testimony you hold to yourself. But, but is he changing you? Yes, he is. Is, 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 he, is he shaping your mindset? Yes, he is. Are you dying to the old? Yes, I am. So then that's, that's, that, is your, that is your gateway to start telling folks and, 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 and compelling them and connecting them to a life-changing God. Watch this. Um, we exist to innovate. This, this is what, our, this is what our, the code of our church is. We exist to innovate the way we see ourselves and, 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 and the God we experience. We, we, we ignite a movement to raise leaders and build radical warrior, a warrior culture. So we're radical. We're radical people. We don't have regular Bible study. We don't come in here on Sunday morning. I walk down the aisle with a robe on. Come on, holy. We don't do that. We radical. We jump out. We'll be like, oh, Jesus, they just, they just scream in my ear. We radical. Unapologetically, we're, we're, we're radical people. We're warriors. The reason why y'all sit, I know, and although we've been close to giving up and close to death, you sitting in like because you're a warrior. And you can't deny that. See, that's, that's, that's this issue. The issue is that everyone will act like, is it, is it too much? But you're a warrior because you ain't left. Right. You, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You're a warrior. It, but watch this. It has to move from just being in your mind. It has to become your heart and your life. All right? So, so we, we, we have to, we're here to build a warrior culture for the purposes of God, and we love and accept and provide an opportunity for all to become game changers for Christ. And, 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 and our job is to, is to emerge into our, into our God-given process, to emerge into our God-given process, all right? Um, give me that, that other one, the paper, that we, and the number. Okay, what's, okay, so... Yeah, well, yeah. All right, so, 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 this, these are the things that we're gonna give. We're gonna give these out to everyone tonight. And we have them for right now for everybody. Okay. So, let's let's give them out. Let's give them out. So, this is what we're gonna do. This is what this is what we this is what I want to do tonight. I want us to make a new, um, as as the as the model is changing, I want us to make a new commitment to, to really being on board with standing on the front line with your senior leaders. I want us to do that tonight. I want us to make a new commitment to to the work of God and to and to getting ourselves in line and right with God so that we can really stand on the front line and do what has to be done so that this ministry can be what God's called it to be. Yes. Amen? Amen. As I've been praying about this, I've been pray, I've been really in prayer about this consistently since Tuesday night. And this this is this is this is this is gonna be our commitment. I want us to I want us to give it our all for one year. I want us to give it our all for one year without murmuring and complaining, without giving up, without threatening to walk away, and and without being disobedient. If after one year it don't work, we'll all walk away from this. We'll all walk away. I'm walking away. You'll walk away, we'll shake hands, we'll have a last fellowship service, and we'll walk our separate ways, and we will say, we tried it, and it didn't work. Y'all looking at me like, what? I'm serious. No, I'm very serious tonight. From, 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 from the first day of April, or well, matter of fact, we're going to do from, from Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday to Resurrection Sunday, by next Resurrection Sunday, 
It'll be a, we'll, we'll do a full year. We're gonna give. We're gonna be all in. Give it our all. We're going to push. We're gonna work on our committees. We're gonna work on our teams. We're gonna bring people in to help us build. We're gonna bring outside voices in to help us as leaders. Y'all are gonna get us personally. The people are gonna get y'all. Does that make sense? What we're gonna do is we're gonna train y'all, teach y'all, pour into y'all on how to counsel, how to love, how to support, how to build the people of God up. And then y'all gonna y'all have to now let y'all's fruit come from that. And we're gonna we're gonna work into that. We're gonna because our model is changing. People have been disgruntled and wanted to leave this church because overseer and I haven't come to placations. Because we haven't come to placations. And what we told them is that the reason why we don't come to placations is because placation becomes workcation for us. Because we can't play dominoes without somebody telling us, and you know what? And then I felt like I wanted to give up. And then what should I do about that bitch? You got some scriptures for me? And I'm like, if you don't let me just eat a hot dog and run around here and play musical chairs. So why come if I'm going to do more work when I'm already halfway burnt out? But people, but because the model has been that we have been everywhere doing everything in our hands and everything. Everybody, go, okay, y'all don't believe that? Go to the Potter's house and see if T.D. Jakes is showing up for their, for their Tom Thumb wedding. See if T.D. Jakes is coming to, I'm not, and I'm not saying, I'm just saying like, we put, because we're a smaller church, they put more emphasis. They want us to be mom and pop. When we're trying to grow a ministry, you can't grow a ministry with our hands and everything because then they don't respect y'all. The people always, I'm going to talk to Bishop about that. No, you're not. You're going to go back to Sister Asha, Deaconess Asha, and talk to her about that. You ain't getting no meeting with me. You only get a meeting with me when I'm about to slay you in the spirit. You understand what I'm saying? Go back to the person who's over your committee. Take it to that person. See, that's that's what we have to now reestablish with the people. Because people have left here and not want to be bothered with this church because we don't come to placation. Not because they ain't getting the word. Not 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 because we're not anointed. But because we don't come to placation, I can't be a part of Venture Church where the, where the pastor don't come out. My job is not to play with you. My job is to pray for you. So while you're praying, would you rather me be here playing with you? Or would you rather me be here pr- praying that God would open up a door for your life and your family? You're about to get evicted. You want me to be in here playing with you? You want me to be summons in heaven and calling financial miracles in your life? What, which one would you rather me do? And I, and I think that a lot of people's mentality has been, because we have been here, the model has been wrong, which we're partly to blame for that. The model has been wrong, because of, and because the model's been wrong, then a lot of people's mindset is, when they don't see us, then it's unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair that you wouldn't show up to, 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 to come with us and eat, in the, and eat, in, eat over here with us after Sunday service. Well, the demons I just dealt with before church and in the service, I'm laid out on my couch. But people leave because of that, because the model's been wrong. Now, will we ever come to placation? Sure we will. But if we don't come to three in a row, don't leave the church. But this is where we need y'all now to go amongst the people. And they say, you know, they didn't even come to placations. Now you got to be able to have a why. You see the difference now? The difference is, no, 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 baby. No, no, no. Don't. Even if they're a little hyper. No, 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 baby. No, no, no. Let me explain this to you, because the reason why they're not here is because, and I know that might not be the model you're used to, but we want our leaders to be preserved. And according to Acts, the Bible says, why should they have to come down? See, if you got a why, then people can understand it. With no why, you feel like yourself, they should be application. You see what I'm saying? If you don't understand the why, then 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 you then you as a, as a leader starts. Partnering with someone who has an off or off mentality. Now you're like, yeah, they should be here. They should, because maybe, maybe part of that is because you don't want to be labeled as being a what they call a yes person. That's something I get delivered from. If you're gonna be a leader in any capacity, they're gonna call you yes person. No matter what you do, you over evangelism. Look at Lashanta, she a yes person. Everything they tell her to do, she just do it. Then if that's something you're struggling with, then they, we say, Lashanta, we want you to uh, go over here and do this, that, and the other. I feel I shouldn't have to because because that thing has seeped over on you. That thing is partnered with you with a place and you that ain't been delivered. You know what I'm saying? So it all has to do with it all has to do with what you know and why you're doing what you're doing. 
So we, well, what I'm asking for, what we're asking for is as we're changing the model, we're asking for everybody to give us one year of commitment. One year of commitment. If you can do that, wonderful. If you can't, I'm not mad at you. I understand you're going through. You can't do it. If you can't, just let me know. Don't lead the church. Just sit in the audience. But if you're going to lead on a team, if you're going to help, if you're going to be in the support of a team, if you're going to be a leader here, I'm asking for a one-year commitment from the, from the 18 leaders we have to help us build with the new model. And let's see what let's see what God's going to do when we build as the image church and not as harvest time as the image church, DBA, the image church. All right? That's what I'm asking for. I need a year commitment for us to do this, correct things, go after souls, get them in here, partner with them, and grow this house to being who God's called us to be. And if after a year, if it don't happen, we're walking away. Everybody walks away. We walk away knowing that we gave it our best. We did our we did our best. And it just wasn't meant to be in Virginia Beach. All right? Y'all all right? Y'all cool, cool with that? Y'all look like, no, y'all ain't cool with that. Y'all cool with the talk to me. Y'all look like, what y'all thinking? Talk. That's what we're here for. No, but the reason why I'm saying that, the reason why I'm giving that, saying that, she's giving saying, that. She's saying that to you because everyone's thinking you ain't walking away after a year. So what she's saying. <laughs> Y'all are funny. Y'all are so funny. Oh, I thought you saying like, okay, okay. Everyone is thinking, nah, we don't want to hear that. But let me say this. I, I get that. But y'all hear me. Hear my heart tonight. Hear me. I can't do another year. If if everybody's not going to be all in, I can't, I can't do another. My heart can't take another year. My body can't take another year. I'm stressed out right now. I'm so, I'm not going to lie to you. I am out of commission right now. I've been preaching for the last month out of, they'll tell you behind the scenes, out of commission for the last month because we have leaders, but everybody's not stepping up. If half of y'all step up, then it's like nobody's stepping up. Like right now, I need a break. I need a break. Everybody needs to step up and do what they need to do. Mm -hmm. The question is, say, what can we do to help us get a break? Um, I think that sometimes that's amongst the leaders to come and pray amongst each other and to see what the strategy is because uh, if Bishop and I always give the answer, there's no need for y'all to learn to lead. And there's no way that y'all are going to properly cover us because you're always going to come back and say, Mom and Dad, what should we do? So I think that when you hear the problem, and I think that's kind of what Bishop has been emphasizing, when you hear the problem, he'll say the church needs to grow to 500 people. Now, there is a level, in the, and when he makes a statement like that, there is a level of coming back and saying, how do we do this? But before you come to us, y'all should go in prayer. And y'all should become a worker of one, like a, um, what is it, a um, committee of one to push it. I'm going to start grabbing people in. As you do that, one thing that we've seen in the spirit realm, anybody who gets moving, God gives answers. When you wait for an instruction or you wait, um, like in other words, I just can't do, you make excuses. When you make excuses, God doesn't send answers because the true test of your heart is what you do when you have need of an answer. So like the Bible says, faith without works is dead. So basically, if he's saying go get 500 souls inside of us, we should be committing without him saying it. I don't care. I'm committing to 10 this year. And until these 10 come in, I'm not coming off the wall. But while I'm doing it and as I'm getting moving, when I get around him or when I get around the Pastor Candies, who I know constantly hears the vision, I'm going to say to her, this is what I'm committing to do. Is there anything else we need to do? So there's a part of a, I'm going to pick up the assignment for me. And the second part of you attaches to the next person in line to see what needs to be done. So to answer your question, that what y'all would do is come amongst each other and say, we heard our leader say, how are we going to handle that? You get it? But I love the, I love the fact that there's not just a listening 
taking it home like, where are we praying for him? But a nah, like seriously, what are we going to do? Because that's what this team is missing. Because a lot of times they will hear and they will nod, but there's not a, wait, shouldn't we start something today? You get what I'm saying? So I appreciate that. So, so that's 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 where we at, and um, no. The, but the reason why I'm saying a year is because I don't know why, but it's like if we don't give ourselves a, a limit of what we're. Let me ask. Let me ask you this: Have you ever heard of of young pastors dying before their time, heart attack, falling out dead, all this kind of crazy stuff happening, things like that happening? It happens. That happens because of two things. Number one, they don't walk away when they should. They don't just say, you know, I love y'all, but my, my life, my health, and I got seven children, and I got a wife, and I got and I got to live for, and I can't be having congestive heart failure and stress. Because this job brings a level of stress with it. Because no matter what anybody says, I don't care what nobody says, they're lying to you if they tell you that 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 what they what they put their hands to, they don't want to see it succeed. You ain't at your job to just be there and stay in the mailroom forever. You want to be promoted. You want more money. Everybody's like that. It's the same thing with the things of God. If God calls me to a work as an apostolic leader, there has to, because what Jesus told the disciples was, when you go into a house, release your peace into that place. Let your peace go into that place. And if they don't, if they don't respect you enough to hear your words, follow what you're saying, call your peace back to yourself, leave that house, watch this, and that city. And shake the dust off your feet and go to the next city and start all over again. That's the commission he gave to disciples, I mean to, to apostles. And so apostolic leadership, although we say, and, and, and it's a fine line, I'm not about trying to grow a mega ministry. But I, but I, but I want to grow here at, in this location what God commanded us to grow here. So the issue is every year not seeing anything move towards that, that place Although there's been a commissioning and although there's been a, a vision and although God has said, this is what I want to do here. Every year that is not accomplished takes a chunk out of my life. You see what I'm saying? Like we're behind the gun. We're supposed to be in March starting our second second service for the workers and for the people who work here. So that the ones that work during the, during the, during the main service can have time of, of ministry. I think the thing that we have to remember is that God's will is not automatic. So if God says that this church is supposed to be at 500, a lot of times leaders listen and we just assume that's what's going to happen because that was what said prophetically. But what happens is like God said to the children of Israel, y'all are going into the promised land. But what the children of Israel did delayed the promise 40 years. And so we have to remember that when God has given us a word, he's given us a word based on his time frame, what he wants to accomplish. But every person that pulls their self out for whether it's warfare, whether it's I'm just going through in my emotions, whatever your reasoning is, if there's 18 people who are supposed to be working and then we go down to 17, then 16, really what the enemy's doing is plucking out the builders. And so what he's fighting you with is not even real because truth be told, if you would seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, what you were dealing with would have just been added. You're spending so much time laboring over the issues and the problems that God is supposed to be adding to you to solve. And so, but what the enemy does is he carefully lines up problems at the time of vision. And what he's he's banking on is for your concern to be more natural than it is spiritual, because a lot of us, we say our concern is spiritual, but the proof of where your heart is, is your actions. So if you really look at how much of my action has been given to the spirit versus how much of my action has been given to the natural, if you look at your action, you'll see your heart. You get what I'm saying? So understand that. What's coming to you is bigger than you. It's because of your assignment. It's because the enemy knows it's time for war. So what he's trying to get you to do is go into play or to go into hiding. And so you have to ask God, give me eyes to see and ears to hear. And I'm going to say this last thing. One of the most dangerous things in this generation is intelligence. Because when we assess our problems, we assume we can assess the solution. And so we don't rely on God. We don't say, God, show us what's really going on. We say, all right, this is what I'm going to do. 
and we are even independent from God. So if there's no way, we, if we don't make ourselves submitted to God, how can you submit to a leader? I don't want to talk no more. <laughs> so, so we're going we're gonna to be keeping the vision of this house in front of you guys. And then we're going we're gonna, to, after we've worked through that with us, we're going to come back to the church. We're going to revamp the model to the church. So it's not enough for us to know know the new model, know how things are going to be going, how things are going to be running, and then they don't know, and then we crucify them. Nope, you don't do that. Like, when did they, I didn't know this. When did I know this? You know, so we, we're going to have a, a, a night where we talk to the church. We're going to talk budget. We're going to talk leadership. We're going to talk who do you go to if you have a problem. We're going to talk how to handle how to handle a problem. How, how, what do you do if you feel like you want to lead a church? We want we we, we need we're going to restructure the model. Yeah. Tell the whole church about the new model because a lot of people don't know. So they just do what they want to do. We're gonna we're gonna talk. What if you feel like you got a prophetic word you want to share, and you God's called you to the nations? Well, this is how you deal with that in this church. You need to bring that word to this person, and and we're gonna do this. And this is how we're gonna, this is how what what do I, <laughs> what do I what do I do if I feel like what do I do if I feel like? And we're gonna go through all of that. We're gonna re, we have to we have to restructure the model. We got to restructure the model, and we have to. Yeah, you have to be echoes from us, but y'all have to bring back the complaint. Because what you're hearing, if one person is saying it, 10 to 12 people are feeling it. And so what happens is just because a person is saying it, it doesn't make them right. But if you don't have an answer, one of the key issues I've seen with the leaders, their answer to stuff is pray about it. If your child is having an issue, are you going to tell them, go pray about that? Or are you going to give them the wisdom of life? So their friend is not talking to them and their friend is threatening to beat them up tomorrow. And you tell them, go pray about it. When you know good and well, there's an order and there's a way to handle this. You know that there's a place where the parent has to get involved rather than the child. And so a lot of times in church, what we're seeing is that the leaders are doing two things. Go talk to bishop and overseer. Well, they're not doing that. So the fact that they came to you was an indication that I said this when we was teaching the um, original NLT class. The first time it comes to you, okay, if you don't get it. But once it came to you, you should have went back and studied the answer. Because there's going to come another situation just like that. That was the warning. So when you hear it, Pastor Candice, I didn't have an answer for this, but what should we do in this situation? That should become now part of your expertise. If this situation ever comes back up again, I, know, I now know how to handle it. So we have to be able to become articulate in the word of God. The Bible says we should be able to give a reasonable answer that, for the hope that lies in us. And every time that you let somebody leave your presence without an answer, you're allowing the enemy's fight to become stronger in their mind. And so if you point them, go talk to bishop and overseer. We're even going to go through what people need to talk to us about. Because truth be told, y'all know the answer. Y'all just don't want the accountability of ruffling feathers. Well, I didn't know if I was going to say it right. Well, say something. You get what I'm saying? Do something. Um, so we're going to go over what really needs to be handled by bishop and overseer. Because the reason that was your model when y'all began was that 90% of y'all was babies. So we told y'all. Talk to us first. Talk to us first. Talk. Send them to us. But now that you should be growing in the spirit, there should be things that you can handle without sending them back to us. I don't want to talk no more again. Um, so um, we're going to we're going to um, ask for every leader every quarter, every three months. Every leader is going to be responsible for bringing three people per quarter finding souls if you're a leader there has to be something in you that draws people to god pulls them in compels them to come we have 18 leaders times times three quarters is three um three people per quarter is 54 54 no that so so per quarter if if we are committing ourselves to three people per quarter getting them uh, compelling them and when they get here, committing ourselves to personally discipling them. Hey, how'd you enjoy the service? What do you need? What did you understand the word today? Blah, blah, blah. Let's go out to lunch. Let's talk. 
let, let's, let me let me bring my sisters with us. Let's have this time together. Let's. Uh, what's going to happen is people are going to stick. Um, if let's let's just follow that that for a minute. If eighteen leaders bring three people per quarter, and we do that, there's fifty fifty four people in one quarter that are going to come that are going to stick because of us being intentional, right? If we do that for the whole year, that is 216 people between now and next Easter or Resurrection Sunday that's going to come and that's going to stick from us being intentional, intentional about souls. Like, just think about that for a second. Even if, even if, even if we, even if we hit 180 and not the 216 because everybody won't stick, even if we hit 100, That'll be a hundred plus the the forty fifty we have right now. That will be that will be growth that is sustainable by us. We're not relying on the Holy Ghost. You're quiet. We're not relying on just only prayer. We're being intentional to see this. That's like saying, "I believe God for money to hit me, and you ain't working no job." If we believe for the house to grow, then God has to use us to grow the house because sheep beget sheep. God's going to use us to grow the house. And if if we all commit to three per quarter, that's three months. In three months, if I can't get three people to say yes to coming to church. Now, we know we have a track record here. When people come, they hear the word, they receive our love, they're, they're, it's like they're attracted to the house. But then after they come, even if they don't join the first Sunday they come, your job is to stay on them, get them back, take them to lunch, Take them to dinner. Tell them to come on. We're gonna do, we, and we're gonna do things like have special receptions for our visitors. We're gonna start doing these things. We're gonna start doing other things that's gonna uh, get them connected to the ministry. Make sure that they that they that this is a place that they want to be. But they have to get here because of y'all. Now watch this. If the leaders do that, imagine what the saints are gonna do. You see what I'm saying? That's just that that's just us. That's just us doing this by ourselves. If we do that and we believe God that we'll be 100% successful in a year. That's 216. But what if, what if the other 40 to 50 people out there follow our lead? In one, in one, that's, if you, I've talked to Jamal Bryant. I've talked to a lot of these pastors. That's all they do. If they're, if they're, if they're leaders, if their head leaders are intentional about souls, it falls down because whatever's on the head has to go down to the body. And what happens is, if souls is not a, now, you want to know what's a priority for us? Souls hasn't been a priority for us. If we could be honest, if we could be honest, souls has not been a priority for this house. The supernatural is a priority. Speaking in tongues is a priority. Getting people filled with the Holy Ghost. When Kevin Lil came in, he asked me, "How? What's the? What's the? What is the ratio of people that have the Holy Ghost in your church?" I said, "We got ninety-five percent of our churches filled with the Holy Ghost." He said, "That's horrible." I said, "Huh?" He said, I said 95% of our church is filled with the Holy Ghost. So how many people in your church tithe? I said around about 90%. He said, that's horrible. I said, wait a minute, man. You're scaring me. He said, you want to know why? I said, why? He said, there should be so many new people coming in that the ratio is there's 40% of us filled with the Holy Ghost and 60% that have to get filled. There's 20% of us that tithe and 90% of us that's, and 80% that still have to learn and grow into tithing. He said, because then that's when you have the, the means for all of the leaders you have to start teaching them about it. God bless you. All the leaders to start. See, the, our mentality is we're doing good because everybody here filled with the Holy Ghost. And the issue is all of us are so filled with the Holy Ghost that ain't nobody else coming, coming in who needs the Holy Ghost. See the mentality? You see the model has to change? See the model, the mentality of the model? The model is we're doing good. Everybody here going to heaven. Everybody here saved. Yeah, but ain't nobody else coming. You see, y'all get what I'm saying? The mentality of the model has to change. He said there should be, the ratio should always be that the people who aren't doing it and the people that need to has to be greater than the people that have it because then that's when you affect change. Yes. Yes. Right. If the example I gave about being, I'm saying for the, the example about being filled up to pour out, to, to, uh, to filled up to be filled up to be poured out to be filled up again. If you are not pouring into anyone, then there's no need for God to continually fill you. Who are you pouring into? When we say, and we thank God is done in Jesus' name, Amen. Who is your assignment? 
You know what our assignment is? What up, girl? How you doing? Yeah, we had a good bitch. with slaying us today. Woo! You hear that word? He stepped on all my toes ten times. What about the person? Who are we seeing that showed up on that Sunday that hasn't been here in three weeks? Who are we missing? No, I'm just going to say, and then, again, we have to make sure that as leaders, we don't rely solely on the department who's been issued to do something. So, in other words, if we see, there's supposed to be a member service team, but we see members not missing, if they come to your mind, do something about it. Because what happens a lot of time is that if God is bringing somebody to your mind, the ministry is in your mouth. And if you don't reach out, they could be lost without a cause. And so we have to realize that there is a multitasking to ministry. And I find that what we're tending to focus more on is our committee and not God's work. And so we have to shift. Your committee, you can do that at home, work on stuff, set times to meet after leaving a window of 15 to 20 minutes where you can go and pour out the ministry that's in you. The only way the ministry in you is going to grow is if you use it. And most times what happens is we're so un unsure that we want to hide where we feel safe. I feel safer in my committee. I don't like talking to people I don't know. That doesn't just drop on you. You know, there's a scripture that was talking about Paul, and he was like how he went to minister in fear and in trembling with me and uh, Yaya were reading together. She ditched me, but that's fine. But no, we were reading the Corinthians, but he was talking about when he ministered, it wasn't in confidence and boldness. He said, I was in fear. Back then you get thrown to lines then if you get caught preaching in the wrong place. But he said he did it anyway. But what you see is a progression in his anointing. You see a capacity where God can entrust him. He said, I knew a man, whether in the flesh or the spirit, I don't know. Right. So for, for him to get to those heights in God, he had to be willing to confront his own insecurities. And as long as we allow ourselves to baby ourselves and stay where it's safe, we are, we are keeping ourselves from growing in God. You get what I'm saying? It's not that it's not in you. You just refuse to exercise it. And you want to feel comfortable being able to say to yourself, but I am doing A, B, and C. You got to confront your own limitation. And you got to push until you build yourself up, not just in praying in the Holy Ghost, but through exercising yourself by doing the work of God. You become comfortable the more you practice it. We're done. So we're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to follow that. We're going to disciple people. Um, we're going to give that one-year commitment. And I know y'all like, no, one, one year, what in the world? But we're going to do that um, because I want, I want to see us move towards a goal. That's, that, that's what the one year really is for. But, again, if, if after six months y'all like, I don't want to do this no more, then I'm going I'm to stick. We're going to stick for the year. But the reason, the reason why I keep saying the year is because we have to give ourselves a timetable. We have to give ourselves a, 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 a limit. You, you understand what I'm saying? It has to be a limit. It has to be enough to say, you know what? I, I was all in on that night, but, you know, six months later, I don't want to do this no more. Right. If everybody keeps doing that, then we just know that that we got six more months, and then after that, we're going to close shop, and then that'll be it for, for this branch of, of Image Church. The issue the issue that the, – and the reason why I keep saying that is because, and I say this often, without, without people, I can't be a pastor. You understand what I'm saying? Without, without members, you, you don't have nobody. Who you who preaching to? The angels? You know what I'm saying? You you can't you can't have a church without people, and without a leader, y'all can't be a church. So there's a there's a mutual side of this that the leader and the people have to come together in order to do the work of God. And when that hap when that when that takes place, we're going to see a marriage of unity. And the Bible said the blessing is in unity. So the fruit of the fruit of one year of unity ought to produce something. If it doesn't produce nothing in a year, then we're not unified. So we need to just shake the dust off our feet and just move to the next city and just do what God says. That might be Richmond, that might be somewhere, else, that might be wherever. But if that's what God says, then guess what? By the seventh month, if if, if we're not going to be unified, then God's going to open up the next the next door of the next city or the next place, the next country, wherever wherever we're going to go. That's what God's going to do. But I but that's something that when I was preaching Tuesday night, the Lord said it to me. And you know you want to know how it came out? How many of y'all heard the Tuesday night message this past Tuesday night? It came out when I said I might not be your pastor. And when I said that, 
the Lord arrested my heart and said, one year. Basically, when I got in the office, I was talking to them, overseeing about it. I just believe like that's something I believe that God is saying. If there's no unity, then God's not going to be in it. If God ain't in it, I don't want it. I'm not passing just to be passing people. I'm passing because God's called me to, to this work, but that means that everybody has to be all into the work. If we're gonna be all into the work, then let's get this, y'all. Let's let's get this. Let's make this thing happen. And I think that a lot of times, what people don't even realize—well, we don't go tonight—is um, is this. This could be this could be the place where where God expands every part of your life as it grows. Now think about this right now. Fifty people right now. But what if fifty turns into three hundred? We need a bigger staff. We need everybody on deck. We need hands. We need feet. We need everything. Because five people on salary can't handle 500, 300 people. It ain't going to work. You, it, there's no way possible that your job has 200 people and it's just a boss and a, and a, a supervisor and a boss. The whole team is going to have to come on. We're going to have to have a hiring week, a hiring month, because we need all hands on deck to help us to do the work of all. And I think that sometimes we don't do it for the money, but I don't think that we even see the larger picture of what God is trying to do to bless us as we're doing this to build his kingdom. You understand what I'm saying? Man, I would, I would love to just be able to do what God's called me to do, and that's my job every day. Man, I get paid for it. Glory to God. Where you going? I'm going to work to think about ideas on how I can win souls. I mean, like, come on. You see what I'm saying? Like, that would be amazing. To just network and go to other churches and talk with their evangelists, fly out to Matthew Stevenson's church and meet with 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 uh, with, with Jernigans, who's their, who's their 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 uh, their head person, and just say, hey, teach us, teach me on teach me on the principles on what y'all use to 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 build your evangelism team, and go other other churches, other countries, and meet and get that and bring all that stuff home and implement it to the team and to the church and I mean, like that would be a that would be an amazing job for Neil to go out and and say and and y'all to go out and say, hey, we're going we're gonna go meet with um with these churches and talk with them about their their musician sections and, and their praise teams and how they work this and what they do the ins and outs and the blah blah blah. Like we got the connections. We just need we what we need is we need to have everybody on on top of their game so that when that takes place, we're not getting ready for something. We're already ready for it, so we don't have to try to prepare. We're prepared already. Make sense? Yeah. All right, so the one-year commitment is what we're asking for, for for the growth and health of this church and each team. Every team that you are over, if you're over a team, that team is your ministry. That's your church. The people of your team should be being strengthened by you. They should be, you should be praying for them. You should be texting them. You should be having them over your house for lunch and or dinner. Or you should be, you should be getting together, meeting at a restaurant, talking about how to further your team, sit down with them, tell them you don't know it all. You need their input. All of these things should be happening with your teams, right? And they should be some of the most faithful. Okay. They should be some of the most faithful people here. Because truth be told, that is just your forum to disciple. You know, so I'm not going to go long because I know we're running late. But, um, yeah, but what we're going to do is we're going to start meeting every two weeks. And we're going to continue to build upon the stuff that we've been learning tonight so that we can make sure what we don't want is for this to fizzle out. Because a lot of times we're having meeting like this, we get it. But if you're not hearing and hearing and hearing, sometimes you'll lose the production of it. So we're going to be meeting every Tuesday and we'll let not every Tuesday, every two weeks. And we'll let you know the exact day and the times that we're going to be meeting. But we're going to build ourselves into this. And I think after when we meet the next time in the two weeks, that's where we're going to find out if everyone's really on board. Because we don't want to just yes session because we're sitting here. You know, I should say yes. You're really going to have to search yourself because it's like when I started the leadership class, I told you that when you give over to your calling, it's not giving God your time. It's giving God your life. And that's where we need to go research our priority again and to ask, is this calling worth my life? And if it is, can I now make the dedication to put my life into this calling and trust God that he will not let me be dropped in that process? All right. So that is everything. Are there any questions? Comments, concerns, anything.
my husband support them and really hearing this oh. so So um, now I was saying I was definitely hearing what Bishop was saying, Bishop and Overseer saying, having us to stand behind them, that example that he gave um, with, you said the name was her, just standing behind them to hold, <laughs> to hold his hand up. We could just use that for ourselves and say they've been casting vision and vision and vision before us, waiting for someone to catch it to grab it and to run with it. And obviously it's within our power. It's within our means through the Holy Spirit, through just catching what they're saying to run with it. You know what I mean? If we work together, the burden won't be so heavy if we work together. So that's all I have to say. Anybody else? Um, and I also uh, realize that we are spoiled um, we really, especially overseer, rely on her wisdom, vision. It's like, give it to overseer, she got it. And um, not saying that we don't have it, but a lot of times we really rely on your expertise in a lot of areas. But you've taught us well. You have really taught us well, because we hear ourselves when you're not around. And if this is what it takes, then we might have to trip and fall a little, but we'll walk. And the last thing about the momentum, that was definitely key. That momentum part being that it, it starts with them, you know what I mean? And it takes us to really ensures like that domino effect you know what I mean then we can create that wave hearing it and if it's me going to three people and you going to three people right there we just multiplied right there you know what I mean so that momentum is really key when you hear something let's come together how can we create this wave and let it continue but yeah I just want to clarify something because I just don't want it to become a stronghold. So what um, Esther was saying about I have done well teaching you and y'all, you guys rely on our wisdom. Let me say y'all should continually rely on our wisdom. Y'all should be coming to us with what you feel, what you're going through. The more we pour into you, that's when you should take what we have. Because what I find is a lot of times y'all are here this conversation, then deal with everything. Everything's burning on fire. And I say, well, why wouldn't you come talk to us about it? Well, we just wanted to be independent. We wanted to show you we could. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, in other words, there has to be, in order for you guys to be who God has called y'all to, you have to lock into someone who's anointed. So it's not that you're not anointed, but what happens is there's just a different mantle and what you have to realize, that is not based on how good we are, how holy we are, how any of it. What is really based on is just selection. If God called us to be at the top, God will lock things up from y'all just because he wants to teach you how to be submitted. And the lesson is bigger about submission because he's trying to break the spirit of rebellion out of us and break off of the places in us where we're insecure so we need to be independent. And so what you'll see is that God is going to lock your answer up in your leader a lot of times because he's humbling you. And if you look at that, it's a pattern in the Bible. Um, Paul, he was going and he was about to go into, I think it was Capernaum, and he's, God sent another prophet to him. Paul was like a master prophet. But another prophet comes to him and says, this is how you're going to go into the city. And he handcuffs himself. So what's happening is that God is making it so, um, last example, because I'm going to get us out of here. But y'all know when I start talking about the word, it's going to get interesting. But um, an, uh, another example was how Paul said, I prayed to God three times for this thing to be removed from me. And God said, I wouldn't do it because his grace was sufficient. And the type of encounters that Paul was having, he needed a thorn in his flesh to keep him humble. 
And a lot of us, we're so busy in the spirit trying to be independent that we can't be grown and we can't be imparted to. And you're stuck at a capacity because you don't want to rely on a leader to break you free into the next place. So just, you know, being clear that you do want to keep pulling on us. Even Jesus, we talked about, he could not do any great miracles because of the people's viewpoint. If your viewpoint is, I can do it alone, God will leave you alone and let you do it until your eyes open up to the fact that God called this kingdom to be interdependent, not independent. Somebody needs to hear your voice. Amen. Um, um, yeah, I would definitely say, um, the part where he was talking about your why and, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, the part where he was talking about you have to find your why. I think when we all keep that in front of us and we realize that this is way bigger than us and we get out of our emotions and out of our feelings and what we're going through and we really get that focus on, all right, why are we even in this? Um, and yeah, just keeping that in front of us, I think that, that with our unity, is going to take us far. And something as, something as simple as we're out every day amongst people. So handing out cards or witnessing, it's easy. You know, just open your mouth and God will fill it. The more that you're praying, the more that you pray, God, lead me to the soul who wants you, who desires to know more about you. And ask that God help you be a soul magnet. So don't count it robbery or think it's going to be hard. Just give a card. It makes a big difference. <laughs> so I just want to say um, that in the midst of, you know, everything that has gone on, I, I, I really don't have words. The way that you have handled everything the example continuously that you guys are it's just uh, i don't want to cry but but it's but it's really real yeah I don't, but it's real and to know for for us when we when you see like i've told you before when we see the behind the scenes you really don't have an idea until you see behind the scenes and that's just a part of it what really goes on so i just want to encourage you and tell you that I thank you, we thank you, we love you, and for us to, you know, really grab hold and put to action and put into place everything that you, you've you continuously poured out to us into, I think, a huge thing, and we talked about it in praise team this week, is the unity. That is that is the, the building blocks for everything, you know, to come together, and I just grab a hold of the vision. If I let it slip through my fingers before, if I let it go from, you know, from one ear to the other, I grab hold of the vision, and I, look, I'm here. Past the year, I'm going wherever we go. Look, I'm in this. I don't care. <laughs> what she said. Um, something that I took from this is um, kind of like what she said, too, about the whole unity thing, and then realizing that just because you're not over it, um, you know, because you may be like, oh, well, um, I can say for an example for me, and everybody knows this children's ministry, you know, so I've been doing ch children's ministry all, since the three years I've been here. And it's something, it's something that originally I didn't really want to do. But now I realize, you know, as the more I submit to it, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> right but um you know no matter I think that you know no matter what committee you're on like you said you have to definitely know the why and you have to um um partner with whoever it is that's over that committee and realize what you bring to it and um 
know that it's for it's for the children and you know just like we're supposed to undergird you we we have a responsibility to undergird each other yes. right. so that's what i take from Um, what I got from it was uh, when you said, when you talked about um, just because you're on a committee or you might be over the committee, you don't have to like what you do per se. But being on that committee is part of God's plan for you to break your will. I didn't get that. I'll be honest. When Overseer told me about this whole culinary thing, I was like, Jesus, what? I don't even cook. You know, but you know, since the time she did to now, has it been a passion? Someday, like you said, honestly, sometimes it's like, yes, let's go. And then sometimes like, no, I'm not with it, you know? But knowing that it's part of God's process to say, hey, you know, you can enjoy this or you could, you know, fight against it and end up further down than you were yesterday. It's up to you. So that part of it was like, oh, well, okay well now i get it because you know fighting blindly like okay well is it just this person is it just this that person is it just me guy what's going on you know that answered a lot of questions hey y'all <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm just excited i'm just excited to be here you know what i'm saying I'm excited. Yes, yes, I'm excited. You know, <laughs> um, I'm just happy. You know, <laughs> my ears getting hot. Okay, my my ears get hot, y'all, when I get excited or angry or something like that. But anyway, um, you know, <laughs> stop. Okay, stop. Okay, um, I'm I'm excited because one we're coming together, you know, in unity, you know. Um, I have a really big heart, and I love really hard. And um, one of the things for me is just to see people get on one accord really excites my spirit, you know. So, and I just feel like um, with us getting the, you know, every the rules in order. Um, for image and how we're going to move, I just, I'm excited about it because I know that God is going to bless it. You know, one, he don't want Bishop to talk about retiring or going somewhere else in a year. He lined it up for us to be here, you know, and, and I, I don't have time. I mean, it's it's really not happening. <laughs> I say for myself, I don't have time for it because I already chilled out in the streets, you know what I'm saying? So I know God drew me back. You know, and said, come on, get back in line. You know, not for the bishop to retire in a year. So it's time. <laughs> you know, I'm so serious. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, well, we got plans and we talk about Newport News and stuff. So we got plans, you know, here to build. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's what I'm thinking. And, um,. <laughs> So, you know, and so the unity is very important to me, you know, and, um, you know, I mean, I, I, have a, I have a whole lot to say, you know, but I'm, I'm trying to, you know, but um, so, and I want us to come together even the more, you know, um, even with, you know, they said some things with, I know y'all learning me and stuff, but my heart, just to hear them say the tired, you know, and even Pastor Candy's. She tired, you know, so stepping up, you know, and that's when I asked um, that question because I, in particular, this how my mind work. Okay, you're talking about stepping up. Okay, yeah, I know about the 50 people that's coming and how we're going to grab them, but how do we move as individuals right now? What can we do to give them rest and minister who? And what part and how you ministering? And th this is how my mind go, you know what I mean? I know I'm just Sister Main, you know, right now, <laughs> whatever, whatever, you know. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like if, if your title is minister, you know, that ready word, you know. So if they tired today 
she tired tomorrow. She tired the day after that. Who next? You know, I mean, I, I'm just saying, and we gotta, we gotta come together like that, and and with in our pockets, and you know, okay, so let's send them on vacation. You know what I'm saying? God is going to pour that back into us. You know, so you give, and it shall be given back to you. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Men will give it to your bosom. So, and and, and they're due double on at this time. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, what's the double? We got the, you know, three, six, five of the regular people. But, you know, what's the double? You know, when they, when they need a break, you know, a vacation. And, and they know that we can handle it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm going to get your mic up now. <laughs> Yeah, usually I don't say nothing at all. Um, but in, in this aspect, um, I have to apologize to my leaders and ask for forgiveness. Um, before this all came out, the question that's been coming across my mind has been, where's my heart at? Where am I going? What am I doing? Talking to God, God, where, where, where have I fallen off at? And a lot of it's because of not knowing or overthinking everything. And the reason why I'm asking for forgiveness is because I know God has planted me here. That is why I'm here. He planted me here. Um, and for everything else that he given me, assignments and everything, I know I let things drop and slip through my fingers. And I'm asking for forgiveness for that. But on the aspect of the whole thing, even though I got a, a spiritual whooping in most cases, y'all did it in love. And that's why I was able to say thank you when y'all told me everything that I need to know. And I'm still steadfastly going to stay and do what I need to do because God planted me here. I have no other thing to do, other place to go, whatever else. God said, this is where I'm at, this is what I'm gonna do. So be encouraged. I am gonna stand with you wherever it happens or wherever it goes. We are gonna stand with you. And I apologize as well because um, there's a lot of times we can get so encumbered about with our personal lives that we forget the things that you taught us um, about separating that in ministry. And we bring it into ministry. And I'm guilty. You know, it seems like you're getting on my nerves. But, boy, vice versa. But, and, but it affects the ministry at the end of the day. And, and I, I apologize because God has really been awesome, like the blessings, but even the blessing has become distraction, the job, the marriage, you know, other things, and not even realizing I still, at the end of the day, have an assignment that I have to complete. I'll go ahead and say, um, <laughs> 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 well, I'll go ahead and say that I look forward to this challenge. Um, honestly, I'm very glad that we're no longer harvest. Um, I'm looking forward to it for the vision that is for the for the house now. Um, for me, it was a lot more of a real vision that can really um, connect with the people that that we're trying to reach, because that's what we are ultimately trying to do. So I was looking forward to it for that aspect, but but even more now, I'm looking forward to the challenge because this is really taking me out of my comfort zone in the aspect of where basically normally I can deal with you, but I don't feel you basically. So it's really, <laughs> so it's kind of like, I can kind of like go through the motions of it. So it's really pushing me to actually have to ha have a part and really is, I'm looking forward to it for all aspects of my life where I'm really able to really minister to really evangelize and witness who I really care and not just go through the motions of just doing things just to do it, just for the actual um, results of, okay, check, it's done, check, okay, we hit this goal, hit this goal, hit this goal, and just keep moving on for goals and things like that. So I really have a compassion to do stuff for him. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited. But I will tell you, I'm going to take this thing day by day, step by step, 
and I'm going to be definitely looking forward to um, doing the last part, which is, which is listed, which is to study verses, to research, read books, and ask leaders. Because I will definitely tell you, in certain aspects, I, I do not know, or better yet put, I can read it, and it sounds like it will really work, yeah. but into actual practical practice, it's just <laughs> so no good. So I'm really looking forward to really growing, and and if it happens to be a year that we have to walk away from it, I'm looking forward to at least this aspect that I would have learned something that I did not know within that year that I'm that much better than what I was when I first started. So honestly, I'm not looking. I, I would hate for you to have to move and go somewhere else. If you do. I'll be right right behind you, but <laughs> hey, <laughs> I will find you <laughs> if you like the song. I'll be watching you. <laughs> but, but, honestly, I'm really looking forward to it for both sides. There is this, no matter how it turns out, it really is a win-win for us. We will grow in some way or form. We'll, we'll know a lot more about ourselves if we're slacking or, or for our point. So that's it. Anybody else want the mic? Bless you, Elder. Here you go. Um, I'm just a little heavy. Hang on. I'm a little heavy right now. Just. It's a lot to process, you know, just um, realizing how divided really my heart has been, you know, and it's been like, um, it's it's kind of weighing a little heavy on me. And um, it's, it's, I realizing that even, you know, although I, I do have a form of faithfulness and I can keep going, keep going, keep going, I've been going and doing ministry, but still hurt and holding on to stuff and, and you can. It shows and why the heart is divided. So um, today, I, I think, thank God that we had this forum because it, it really just kind of um, sobered, sobered me up. So that, that's it. Y'all are something else. So no, but just hearing hearing what y'all are saying has been a blessing. Um, I don't I don't even know what that y'all even understand how much life that's poured back into us tonight just to hear what y'all are saying um, to know that that your hearts are for working in God's house and really pushing this vision and pushing it forward and then the funny thing is to hear y'all say if you if you leave and you ain't going by yourself that's, that's it's hilarious but any any leader wants to know that the people that they're that they're leading is connected to them and that they'll be with them no matter what so um, I was that leader to, I mean, I was that person to my, to every leader I've ever served under. I remember that my, my leader told me one time, I don't want to do this no more. I said, so what are you going to do? He says, I don't, I don't, I might pass this somewhere else. I said, well, my bags are going to be packed tonight. And I meant it. And I went home, packed my bags. And he didn't believe me until he dropped me home. And I said, he said I said, he asked me, why were you late for service? And it was on a Friday night. I said, I was packing. He's like, I don't believe it. Come inside. He came inside and saw my bags are packed. He was very, I packed my whole house up. I was I was a single guy, so I only had not have but you know, but so much. But I packed everything up, and I was serious. I was like, if you leave in here, I ain't you ain't going without me, cause God's assigned me to you. But my prayer from for sixteen years has been, Lord, give us people like that. Give us people that are connected to us, that know that if if God planted us together, that we're connected, and. To hear that tonight, I told I said I had to laugh to keep from crying because it's serious. Because you want to know that ministry that the ministry that you're giving makes a difference in the people of God that you that you're serving it too, and to know that the our leaders have that have our heart, we just we just haven't put the work into it. Um, but now just to hear that we're going to put the work into it, and again, I think one of our faults has been we haven't met enough and had these forums to talk and to pray with each other and to hear each other's hearts on situations and issues. That's been a fault for us, um, even in upper um, leadership, that we need this. We need this time, these times of talking, hearing, sharing, and then we need times of even personal one-on-one -on -one times of talking and with each other and that kind of thing. It blesses us tremendously. All right, we're gonna eat. They they go to they going to make the plates and that kind of thing. What they gonna is that what they want to go do? Oh God, we're eating tomorrow. 
And we're just going to thank God for his graciousness. All right, so you're going to dismiss us over here, and then we'll just take plates with us. Father, we thank you for this time of coming together. We thank you for all that our ears have heard, our eyes have seen. We ask today, God, that you would embed this lesson into us, oh God. We pray, oh God, that you would really make us doers, help us to perform that which you've called us to, but more than just helping us, God, give us, let us make our own mind up and determine within ourselves to push and to do because we want to see heaven's results on earth. We thank you right now. We thank you that every bit of warfare that has been coming up against us, Father, we don't even begin to war. We begin to fight for you. And as we fight for you, the enemy is going to be left behind us in the dust, oh God. And we give you praise, glory, and honor for doing it. And I thank you that you make us one tonight, God. I thank you for bringing us into unity. Everything that has been di caused division, we pray, oh God, tonight that we get it right as we wait for the food. And we ask, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that when we leave here tonight, we will leave as one. With one purpose, one vision, and in submission. And we give you praise for doing it, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And the food is just a little delayed. Like we know, uh, Sister Tremaine is just taking over events. So she has to learn our process of, you know, working to make sure that the food is prepared ahead of time. And not just her uh, sister Asha, making sure she's working to get these times right. So thankfully, it's just us tonight. And, we're, you know, we have a lot of patience. Um, not that much patience. It's, it's almost done. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, we thank you guys. Y'all can talk amongst yourself. Do you want me to give them your phone number to text? Or does everyone have just messenger you on Facebook? Yes.